the other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. It's a shame nothing interesting happened in the last 24 hours, huh? It's a shame there's nothing interesting to talk about. Well, we will begin this Friday's show as we do every Friday's show with Ask Frank Anything. For the next hour, I will take your questions on any subject. Just dial in at 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. I would ask two things, though. If you have questions about the Trump indictment, we are going to have a whole legal panel in the two o'clock hour. So hold your questions on that until the two o'clock hour and then call in at two and I'll address any of your questions on that. And so will our illustrious legal panel. But if you have questions about anything else, now's the time. The other thing I would ask is that if you're a regular caller, one that calls in every week and always gets on, I would say wait 15 minutes and give new people a chance. This way, we can cycle some new people in who maybe haven't gotten a chance to go on before. 800-848-WABC. I also want to remind you of the fact that I'm actually going to be on with Sid Rosenberg this morning at 640. I'm assuming I'm not going to be bumped because of the Trump indictment, but we're going to be talking about a wide variety of issues, including his newfound feud with the great one, Mark Levin. We'll get into it at 640 this morning. Please tune in. I'm hoping to see a bunch of you at the Blue Lives matter nyc gala on staten island at the hilton garden inn on saturday night i'm a big supporter of the police and of blue lives matter so i'm hoping to see many of you there if you don't already have tickets i believe the event is sold out but if you do want to make a donation you can go to their website blue lives matter nyc.org that's blue lives matter nyc.org they have some uh, terrific merchandise on there that uh, you can purchase but if you are going tomorrow be sure to find me and come say hello Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Uh, you know, tomorrow is April 1st. That means that is New York State's budget deadline. That means for most of today and perhaps quite a bit of tomorrow and the rest of the weekend, you will see state legislative leaders and people from the governor's office working to hammer out a deal. They inevitably call this deal the big ugly because they throw all this junk in there that everyone wants passed and they make you vote up or down on basically a whole year's worth of legislation. It's a horrible way to govern, but that's the way that we do it here in New York State. Well, there's one piece of legislation that has been proposed that risks being overshadowed by the rest of the big ugly and by the budget process in general. And it comes from one of my favorite state senators, Democratic State Senator James Skoufis. He's got a piece of legislation called S5528 that made it into the Senate one house proposal. So the Senate has essentially agreed to pass this. They need the assembly and the governor to get on board. What is this legislation? Well, this would revert New York's coat of arms and flags to its original state before former governor Andrew Cuomo 
meddled with it and added one of his favorite phrases, e pluribus unum, back in 2020. Now remember what a demigod Andrew Cuomo was back in 2020. Legislators were begging for the opportunity to pass whatever he wanted, and he got the change to the state seal passed when he was in the midst of a political high. That is no longer the case. The memo for the bill says this, the science of heraldry demands that the emblematic embodiment of our state be perpetual. The addition of a second unofficial motto to the historic state arms and flag devalues the motto of our state and the symbol as a whole. Some people are laughing at this because it made it to the Senate budget resolution and they're calling this particular line item a symbolic FU to former Governor Cuomo and maybe it is. And Scoofus himself admits that he sees the legislation as a part of a pair that he's carrying on with a similar theme. He also wants to return the Governor Mario Cuomo Bridge to its old name, the Tappan Zee Bridge, but that bill did not make it into his chamber's budget priority. So this is probably the more palatable of the two from leadership's point of view. So far, neither the Assembly nor Hochul's office has said what they'll do about changing the coat of arms back to the way it was. I think they should do this because I think it sends a very powerful message to Andrew Cuomo, and the state coat of arms was just fine before he added his favorite pet Latin phrase. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Do you remember a couple of months ago when the head of intelligence and counterterrorism unit John Miller stepped down from his role as the NYPD deputy commissioner. That was just four months ago that he stepped down. Well, now the person who replaced him is now leaving too after only four months. Now you have to ask yourself, what is going on in the upper ranks of the NYPD that the person who was handpicked by the commissioner and presumably the mayor, uh, certainly the uh, deputy mayor for public safety, Philip Banks, what is going on that this person is leaving already? It gives you the impression that all is not necessarily well in terms of the police department these days. I don't know if this is a morale problem. I don't know if this is a case of too many people trying to think that they're police commissioner. You know, as the old saying goes, too many chefs spoil the soup. But this leadership problem in the NYPD is something that ought to be solved pronto. Additionally, Mayor Adams has signed off on this controversial contract that eliminates traditional Medicare for retired New York City workers. This is a disaster. It's going to shift retired New York City workers who were made a promise by the city that they served, and it's going to shift them into a privatized version of the program. This is a very controversial move that immediately drew a threat of a lawsuit from a grassroots retiree group the head of which we have spoken to before. Under the deal signed by Adams, the city's retirees, most of whom are on a traditional Medicare benefit structure that includes a senior care supplement, will lose their current coverage and be automatically enrolled in an Advantage plan administered by Aetna, effective September first. This is awful and a slap in the face to every single one of New York City's retirees. Thank you, Eric Adams. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 
local spotlight. I have been quite critical of Governor Kathy Hochul and with good reason, although I don't think I've been unfair. Whenever she's done something that I've agreed with, I've always said so. And whenever she's done something that I find objectionable, I've always said so. I don't think that's unfair at all. That's how I am with every elected official. I do like what she is doing with this budget process. She is fighting tooth and nail to do away with cashless bail or at least make it a bit more commonsensical. At least give judges some discretion, at least allow them to consider things like a danger standard. And the assembly rank and file apparently want nothing to do with changing the bail laws. Now, shame on Governor Hochul for not pushing this before she agreed to sign the state legislature's pay raise, which she should have gotten her judge appointed as chief judge of the Court of Appeals and the changes to the bail law, but she didn't for whatever reason. So with Governor Hochul now saying definitively that the state budget won't get approved before the April 1st deadline, changes to the bail law have once again proven to be the major sticking point. And the governor dug in all over the weekend on the issue. Politico reported late yesterday that the assembly could be preparing to make some concessions, but rank and file members of the assembly had a clear message on Thursday. Their chamber won't budge. Four assembly members spoke with the news outlet City and State that the assembly had no plans to accept Hochul's proposal to further roll back the state's landmark 2019 bail reform law. I'll tell you what she ought to do. In addition to refusing to sign any budget that doesn't include her bail reform changes, she ought to go to the district of every single member of the state assembly that is opposing changing the bail laws, and she ought to announce that she is supporting a primary challenge to that person. Think of the message that that would send to not just Democrats, but voters up and down the state, whether she's able to dislodge some of these incumbents or not. And I suspect she would because this bail reform law is not popular in a lot of the districts of people that are supporting it. But whether she's able to do it or not, she sends the message to the people of New York State. She's on our side, not the side of the criminals. If Governor Hochul's listening, that's what she ought to do. Don't sign the budget unless it includes your bail law changes. And number two, go to the district of every single member who's refusing to budge. Beam me up. To be continued.